All right. 108 episodes in. Thank you guys for being a part of this one. And thank you to Caleb for being our guest on this very special episode of Height Drop. We were in Manhattan, Rockefeller Park in New York City for the Movement Creative slash Queen City workshop and jam that was being put on. And Caleb and I were on the outskirts because it wasn't the co-ed section of the event yet. And first of all, it was so great just being at an event, you know, with parkour folks and catching up with some familiar faces like Caleb. And Caleb, when it, one of the first things I asked him about, because I'm a big fan of MMA, as you guys may know, and combat sports, and he had just had his first fight. So I asked him about this and he started to tell me about his story and everything that went into that first amateur fight in MMA. And it was such an interesting, fascinating topic for me. I wanted to capture it for you guys on the podcast. So I appreciate Caleb saying yes to that and sharing this story with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. It was a very special kind of random occurrence. I'm glad I brought the mobile podcast set up with me. I hope to, to do more of these in the future. You might have to figure out some stuff with the audio. It's not quite perfect yet, but um, really cool to do this outside and just catch up with Caleb a little bit and hear this incredible story of him crossing over into this new dimension in combat sports. One of our very own. Hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. And we'll catch you at the end of the episode. Much love. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We decided this is, we're here with Caleb Iuliano. Am I saying that right? Iuliano. Iuliano. Pretty close. Finally, I get it from the man himself. Um, just for the context, we're in New York. We're here for a movement creative jam. Mm-hmm. And it's women only right now. So we're kind of like on the outskirts. And yeah. um, I brought my short, my on-the-go podcast studio with me. And so I was pumped to run into you. Yeah. And you were telling me the craziest story I've heard in a long time. And so I was like, I want to do this on the podcast. So um, for those who don't know, Caleb just did his debut MMA, what do you call it? Just like yeah. fight, your first fight? Yeah, first fight. And I'm a huge fan of fighting, obviously. You guys know if you've been listening. And um, so, yeah, I just want to go into that story with you again a little bit and get a little few more questions with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, I want to know, like, you said you've been training since how long? Um, I've been, I mean, I've done traditional martial arts since I was like 13. I started with Taekwondo and Judo, and I used to do competitions and stuff. Yeah. And then I had a break, like, after I went to college where I wasn't doing it for a while, formally. Um, and then I've been training, like, MMA for probably about the last five years. So I got into, like, Muay Thai kickboxing and Jiu-Jitsu and just, like, actual MMA training. Okay. And that's... <clears throat> do you have, like, your belts in, like, Jiu-Jitsu right now? Like, what level are you yeah. that you decided to debut? I mean, I know that it's not, like, strictly that's, mm-hmm. like, indicative of what you can do, but... Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, like... You know, the, I don't know what gym you were at. Um, I'm at the the jungle in Orlando. Okay. Yeah. So am I in jiu-jitsu right now? I'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. And okay. then in Muay Thai, you don't have any belts. You just train. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. Damn, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me a little bit more. Um, I want to know just... <clears throat> okay, so who was your opponent? Tell me more um, about your opponent real quick. His because... name was Nick Dulce. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Like, my coaches tried to look him up. To First, we wanted to see if, like, he was a wrestler or something because uh-huh. there's a lot of people that are wrestlers, and I wanted to know if he was going to be taking me down a bunch. But they didn't find anything in the registry form, and 
there was really nothing. The only thing I found online, he had something where he was like a football player in high school. Oh, okay. So I was just like, maybe it's just a football player that decided he wants to hit people. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he seemed pretty experienced when we were in the ring or in the cage. But yeah, we couldn't find really anything on him. <laughs> what? And so what was your fighting style like? Or what is your fighting style like in um, comparison to? Yeah, so mine, like I'm not super, like I'm not um, exceptionally good at any specific thing i'm like pretty good at everything well-rounded yeah like didn't like have a, a like i guess you started with taekwondo you said but yeah so like i i uh like i have a pretty like evasive and like elusive style where like i use a lot of head movement and a lot of like switch steps and stuff so i don't i don't really get hit a lot but nice. i do like lots of weird unconventional stuff nice. um <laughs> but like my grappling is pretty good my striking is pretty good but i'm not like amazing at either one yeah. It's just like, if you're a good striker, I'm going to grapple you. And if you're a good grappler, uh, okay. I'm going to try to strike you. and elusive. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. And uh, that's, do you think that comes from parkour at all? Like, how did parkour translate into MMA? Uh, I think the main thing that helps with is just, like, my body awareness and, like, my balance. A lot, especially in grappling. A lot of times when I'm, like, grappling with people and they try to, like, do some takedown and I can just stay on my feet a lot of the times. Uh, or whenever we end up, like, scrambling and rolling around, just when you're like flipping through the air i kind of know where i am all the time and i'm able to like get back to my feet and stuff mm -hmm. which is not as common for everyone like some <laughs> people you tip them on their head and they have no idea where they are yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the scrambling or whatever yeah uh, yeah my style i think is a lot just based on the things that i think are fun like mm -hmm. i like having really good head movement because it feels really cool to like slip a bunch of punches in a row okay. and i like really cool looking like unconventional stuff so i train that stuff a lot <laughs> that's dope and uh if you could take me through the fight just a little bit, like round by round. You mm -hmm. said that the first round, things were kind of looking like he was doing well in the first round. Things shifted in the second round. And yeah. Then, like, legs kind of came out, right? So. Yeah, so the first round was, I felt like it may have gone either way. I think it probably went to him, um, but I felt like it could have gone either way when I was in it. Oh, so right. like right when we started out, we, like we came out, we touched gloves, and oh wait, wait, wait! Before we even get into the fight, I'm sorry. Take people back real quick, because <laughs> for those who don't know, I didn't know, and I'm a huge fan. Uh -huh. Like, can you just take us through the weight cut process again? Because yeah, that rough. is such an insane thing. I didn't realize how. I knew it was tough for athletes. Yeah. But I knew it was tougher than I knew it was. Yeah. And it's really gnarly. Uh, yeah, that's so, probably one of the hardest things that you I've fought ever done. in the bantamweight division, which mm -hmm. is 135, mm -hmm. and you weigh about 20 pounds more than that. Like, yeah, walking around. Yeah, right now I weigh like 157, 158. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like usually at 155, I'm like super shredded. That's like where I consider myself <laughs> to be really shredded and lean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was I had gotten down to that anyway because that's where I like to be, um, preparing for the fight, and then. My coaches wanted me to get down to 150 before the water cut, which to me seems unheard of. <laughs> so they, they wanted me to start at 150. So I dieted down over like six weeks down to 150. Um, so the cut for the fight is five. It's like you start on Monday and you weigh in on Friday. So on Monday, I weighed in at 150. Um, and pretty much what you do is the first day, uh, you really restrict like your carbs and your uh your salt, like you don't eat a lot of carbs or salt the whole week. So starting from day one, you drink two gallons of water. Day two, you drink two gallons of water. Uh, day three, you drink uh, like a gallon of water, I think it was. Uh, so you drink a gallon of water and by day three, which is Wednesday, you cut out all the carbohydrates and all the salts, which I had already kind of done anyway the first couple of days. Um, and I, I was eating like a chicken breast and a couple of pieces of eggs or a couple of eggs every day. <laughs> Um, and then Thursday morning was when it gets really hard because Thursday morning by noon, I have to drink a half gallon of water 
I think I ate like two eggs and then I wasn't allowed to eat again until after weigh-ins were done, which was like five o'clock Friday night. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> yeah. Like 30 hours or something like around there. Yeah. Right? Of just, of just like a half gallon of water and, and two eggs. like <laughs> on death's door in a way. <laughs> yeah. So you just like, you like fill your body with water for the first couple of days and then you just mm -hmm. take it all away. Um, so like by Thursday, just by like flushing myself with water, I had gotten down to like 149 or 148 or something. And then Thursday night, you just fill a bathtub with hot water and then you fill it with like two bottles of alcohol, five bags of Epsom salt. And then there's a stuff called Albaline that's like makeup remover or something, I think. And you <laughs> cover your whole body in it because it makes you sweat more or something. And then you just sit in that bath for like 40 minutes. Um, and the and first is something every fighter does, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. I know some of them, some of them, uh, I know, skip the bath and just do the sauna. Mm -hmm. But I, I think everyone in my gym does the bath for the most part and then also the sauna. So you do that. And the first bath I did was like a, it's like a 40 minute bath. I lost like 10 pounds of water. Uh, so I went to bed that night right around 140. And that's Wednesday. <clears throat> that was Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I woke up Thursday morning to do it again. Oh my and God. I got down to like the second bath I did. I got down to like 138 or something. And then you just go in the sauna, like every, you do like 10 minutes in the sauna and then like a minute off and you do it back and forth. And you do that for a couple hours until you get down to whatever weight you need to be, which I think I stopped at 136.0, like yeah, 136 right exactly. On yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, you just feel from the heat and sweating, you just feel like you're passing out the whole time. The yeah, first- Yeah, you were saying Marcia was his uh, girlfriend? girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Um, yeah, I was saying how she you passed out on her and you like went into a fucking black hole abyss of like Yeah. Uh oh, it looks like they're moving spots after all. So I hope yeah. somebody has my bag. Oh. oh, they got kicked out. Um all right, well we'll keep it quick. Yeah. Um we we could probably catch up with them. We can catch up with them. I yeah. just wanna know that I mean they wouldn't leave my bag there, I don't yeah. think. Right, you can check real quick if you want and come back. Nah, we'll just we'll keep rolling. I trust them. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's so like friends. first day, the first bath I did. I think I put the water too hot the first time and like my whole body started shaking. And at first I was just like, I guess this is like what it feels like. Mm -hmm. But then it just started like I was vibrating all over and I was like, something's not right here. And I like tried to get out of the bathtub and I just like kind of slid out. Like I slid oh it over God. the corner and slid onto the floor and I, like my legs didn't work. I couldn't move or anything. And I was like fighting for consciousness. So I just kept telling Marcy to pour cold water on me. <laughs> and she was just like, what do I do? Do I call someone? I was like, just keep pouring cold water on me. I was like, I just got to stay conscious. Oh my God. And then like after that, I, <laughs> I uh, called my coaches and I was like, I think I messed up and went too hot. And I was like, should I do this again? And they're like, if you can do it again. And I was like, all right, I'll get back in. <laughs> and then what's like, going through your head? Are you just like, I guess like these guys know what they're doing. Like obviously do they know, like they do know what they're doing and they yeah. just, it's not as dangerous maybe as it feels or yeah. I don't know like yeah it's like like they've been doing it, it forever seems like it's really hard in your body right like you know yeah. they talk about fighters and wrestlers and people that do weight cuts and how like after a certain number of years like your body's like stop <laughs> doing this yeah because you know? it's not really something you can do forever but yeah I mean they they've been doing it forever we've got like my one coach that I think owns is like a part owner of the gym he was a pro fighter Mm -hmm. um, the other guy that owns the gym is Seth Petrozelli. He is a pro fighter. Oh, wow. um, nice. And then we have just a bunch of people who, we have a bunch of pro fighters in there. We have a bunch of fighters who are trying to go pro. Like they all know what they're doing and they know more than I do. So the whole process, like they gave me a giant list and they're like with all the instructions, everything I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, they know what they're doing. I don't know anything. So just trust what they're doing and do exactly what they say. 
and like any mistakes, anything that came up, like I, I was like texting them and calling them all the time, like, is this the right thing that I need? Is this the right thing I need to do? Like, how much of this do I need to do? Mm -hmm. Like, even that, that was like 11 o'clock at night that that happened. And I called my coach and I was like, all right, this is what happened. And he was like, all right. He was like, so you got like 20 minutes in? He was like, that's not bad. <laughs> and I was like, should I do it again? And he was like, if you can handle doing it again. He was like, I'll bring the water, the heat down a little bit and, oh, yeah. and get back in. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. So then I did that's that. Wild, man, to have that kind of knowledge, like 20 minutes, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So yeah, I did that. And then the next morning, did the same thing. That one felt fine, except like after I got out, I got lightheaded. Mm -hmm. And then you have to like sit there and be wrapped in uh, towels and stuff and like let it soak for a little bit. Yeah. And like during that time, I was I just started resting and like laying my head back for a second, yeah. closing my eyes, and then I just the next thing I was like a black void, and I just heard Marcy and she was like Caleb, Caleb, and I just like <laughs> felt my head like back here and I was just like, Ugh, and I like felt it struggling to come up. Damn. And then she was like, you blacked out, and I was like, uh, I think I just like sat there and closed my eyes for a second, and my body just like passed out. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. Yeah. Did you get my bag? Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that was sucking your back was left over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. Thank you. That's wild. Okay, so then what's your walkout like? It's an amateur fight. Do you have, like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of fanfare? Or did you kind of, like, what, did you have a song you picked and yeah, stuff like that? Like, how did it go? Yeah, the walkout was pretty crazy. Cause, so, like, for one, we were in a back room behind the fights, and I had other people that were on my team fighting, too. So, like, one of them went out to fight and then like two fights after I started preparing and we literally we were like doing hard training in the back room for like 40 minutes so I was like Is your body like super warm or yeah what? yeah and my coach was always telling me that I'm a slow starter because like uh, I don't go that hard when I start out and I don't really go that hard until I start getting pushed a bunch mm -hmm. so they're like yeah we're just gonna wear you out in the back so you're already like at that point <laughs> so, so I was on the back hitting pads for like I felt like I was back there for like an hour hitting oh pads. I was like going hard. I was grappling with my coaches and like doing cage work with them. And like I was like covered in sweat. Um, Here's the bag, the infamous bag. <laughs> nice. Yeah, just don't knock the picnic table because it could knock the phone. Thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we'll so. over like, in a sec. So, like, by the time that they came over to me and they're like, all right, it's time for you to walk, I was like covered in sweat. Holy and like shit. my coaches wrapped me in like their gym flag. And they're like, this will keep, like, to keep me warm. Uh -huh. And like, so I was on the bottom floor, my opponent was on the top floor, and we entered from the top. Mm -hmm. So we had to go up there, and I like, I remember I walked past him, and he was still warming up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they took me to the end, and he actually walked first, so I got to the end, and then he walked back past me <laughs> and went out. <laughs> and there were, like, there were a bunch of people up there, I don't know who they all were, when they had, like, had a bunch of food, uh -huh. and people were just like talking to me, and they're like, after your fight, come get some food. <laughs> I just like remember all these like people talking to me. And I didn't really know who anyone was. Yeah, you start. <laughs> is your body like getting to like in a different dimension? Like you're like okay, like yeah. Uh, I how is it like psychologically going through that, or just it was just like was it what you anticipated? I know that you said you weren't exactly like looking for it, but your coaches were like, hey man, you should really do it. They kind of encouraged you to take yeah. the fight. It was like. I don't know, for me, I was excited the whole time. Like once I got back there and like, especially when they wrapped my hands and stuff and like mm -hmm. I had everything wrapped up, I was just like ready to go the whole time. And I was like, I was smiling. Like I remember just like walking around, like smiling and talking with everyone the whole time. Like I couldn't stop smiling the whole night. <laughs> and then- That's good. That's yeah. Good you had a good time. And then like everyone was talking to me and I was just like smiling and like, I don't know, I was just like excited the whole time. And then they took me down. My walkout song was actually the, the theme to Tokyo Ghoul. I don't know. That, but that's <laughs> yeah, we'll have was, to get that played somehow. Yeah, it's an awesome song. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it's an like anime song, so like, no one. I don't think anyone really knew what it was. <laughs> but it came out. That song always it, like makes me feel really calm, but also makes me want to fight all the time. So like, it came on. I was like, oh, this is cool. 
And then, like, I didn't know what I was supposed to do on the walkout. Like, I almost walked out before I was supposed to. And they, like, stopped me. And they're, they're like, we're just like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then I walked out there, and, like, my mom was, like, I walked past my mom. And so, like, I was, like, waving to her and stuff. And then they, like, pat you down for the cage and everything and, like, check your mouth guard and everything. Smear the Vaseline. Yeah. And then I just, like, walked up there. And, like, he was on the other side of the cage. And on his side was where, like, Marcia and some of my friends were sitting. So, like, I could see her over there. And I was, like, smiling. But, like, he was, like... Like his face was like all like ready to go, and I just remember that I was like smiling. I was like this, like waving to me. I was like waving to my friends and stuff. And I love to... that. That's yeah. a crazy psychological yeah. warfare. This guy's like, what's going on? He's like, yeah. I saw. I didn't see him when he went out, but I saw the video afterwards, and he like came out and like prayed and like hit the cage and oh, walked yeah. out. And mine was very different. I like walked out and I was just like smiling and waving to people, <laughs> and I could see Marcy on this uh, other side, and I was waving to her. Wow. And then I forgot I had forgotten that my coaches because I didn't like know what you do when you start like how you know if you're gonna like touch gloves or anything And they're like, yeah, if, if you like look across and you see him like put his hand up then you're gonna touch gloves And I had completely forgotten that and I was like waving to people <laughs> and then I saw him like this and I was like, oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, and then they started the fight. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so the first round is back and forth You said could have gone either way, but yeah, so the first round it was like the thing with the fight is so weird because it's like it's way harder than you expect but way easier than you expect like fight the actual fight was way easier than my training mm -hmm. but the intensity and like the speed that things happen is oh. way faster than you anticipate so like, like, you can't really go that hard in sparring yeah I've never hit someone 100% in because sparring because otherwise yeah people are getting knocked out way too often yeah. in practice I mean, I yeah think. I spar at like 25 at most yeah. like 50% and I usually stay at like 25% yeah that must be crazy so like when we stepped in there we were like kind of going back and forth and he the first thing I think I think this was in the the first thing that happened was he did something and threw a kick and he kicked me in the leg uh -huh. but it knocked him down so he like stumbled off of it and I remember, like, right when he stumbled backwards, I rushed forward after him. <clears throat> I don't know, but, yeah, they went that way. <clears throat> we'll catch up with you guys real soon. Yeah, so he, he started off with a, a kick, and he stumbled, and he, like, stumbled backwards. And, like, I rushed forward, like, throwing strikes at him. Uh -huh. And then I heard my coach, because they were telling me that you'll get, like, too hyped up right in the start and like people just start being crazy oh, yeah. so like i was rushing forward and then i heard him like calm down and so i was like all right and then i backed off and as soon as i backed off he like rushed at me and i caught him like threw him across the cage pretty much like wow. he just like flew all the way to the other side of the cage Damn, like a bull yeah and then uh <laughs> yeah then we kind of like got into the fight and i remember he was he was the first one to land a strike uh -huh. so like we were kind of going and he hit me it was like one of the only hard hits that he hit a hard right hand like on my eye and it hit me, and I was like, oh, I was like, this is real. I was like, we're, we're hitting hard. And then, because, like, up until that point, I was like, I was like, can I hit someone full power? Like, can I really go all out and hit somebody? Yeah. And I had never, like, seen the speed and intensity. And that was the first time, because, like, he came forward, and it was so fast and so intense. And then it hit me, and I was like, okay. And then from that moment, it was like all the limiters just, like, turned off, and I was wow. just, like, full power the whole, yeah, the whole that night. Yeah, wild. Yeah, but he, uh, he kind of had the lead in the first round. Like, he, in the, he was pushing in the first half of the first round. And I think he was landing, like, he landed a couple good leg kicks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then around the second half of the first round, that's when I, like, started, like, the limiter came off, and I really started pushing back on him. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I was pushing him back a little bit, and then right when the, the bell rang, I, I threw, like, a, a switch cross with the left hand, oh, yeah. and then stepped straight into a leg kick, and then right when it hit him, the bell rang. And then I was like, all right, it kind of, like, went back and forth. And, like, I went back to my corner, and my coaches were like, all right, that could have gone either way. It might have gone to him, so you need to, like, do whatever. They were, they were telling me what I needed to do for the second round. Second round, 
I felt like I was just like killing it because really? yeah, I was pushing him around the ring. Like I hit a bunch of hard stuff. I hit um. At uh, one point, he was coming towards me at the cage, and it was like the coolest moment of the night for me. But I, I like faked the right hand because he kept going left. He was really good at circling out to my okay. left. So I went here and he circled left and then I faked a hook. Oh. And I, I do this all the time in sparring. It's like one of my favorite things. I faked the hook and when his hands came up, I pulled it back and then just spun into a spinning heel kick. Oh shit. And I use it all the time because like when you fake the hook, people go like this and then yeah. I pull it back and then nothing hits them. So they go like this and then they go like this and then your foot's coming around. Oh my God. And like I, I, I hit something. I think it was his glove that I hit. But when it spun around and hit it, I felt the, the contact and it like got me so excited because like, oh, I hit it. But like it didn't knock him out. Yeah, because I mean, it hit like his hand. Spinning uh, hook kick is sick. Yeah, even if it's on, because it's got so much power. It's like yeah. So it's hit those I, shots. They might like on points. They might be blocked, but it's, yeah, it might feel them anyway. Yeah. So I think I tipped his gloves because he went like this and then like this and like leaned on the cage. I think wow. it hit his glove right here. But like in my mind, I thought I hit like hit him. Yeah. So like that moment from then on, I was like I immediately <laughs> landed and hit him with a cross, and then there was like a really hard overhand that I hit where I had him against the cage and I. Uh, we work on this in my camp a bunch where you reach down to grab their inside leg. Mm -hmm. So I like reached down to tap his knee on the inside and then came over with the overhand. And that one hit really hard. And then like I felt like I was doing really good. We had a bunch of scrambles. Like uh -huh. we were scrambling all over. Uh, he got me on the cage at one time and tried to get like a some kind of like darts on me. Oh, and I like peeled his hands off. And then there was one point where I like faked a body cross. And but I, I do it all the time where I like act like I'm gonna hit the body, but then I swing my foot to the head. Oh whoa! So I went to cross to the body, and he also like he was gonna counter it, and he threw a cross, so he like leaned in, but it was actually a, a head kick for me. Wow! So I threw the head kick, and it hit him. Um, when I watched the fight back, it actually hit him. Looked like it hit him pretty hard. Damn. But when in the moment, I felt like he just caught it. Oh yeah. But actually, what happened is it hit his head. And then when it hit his head, he like did this on it and like fell onto it. Oh, so it but, felt like it. Yeah, That's so wild, dude. Yeah, but it, what happened? I never like done this escape before. <laughs> but as soon as it hit his head and he caught it, once he caught it, I was like, oh no! I was like, I don't want him to take me down. So I like he, I hit it hit his head and I immediately like turned and did like a parkour roll. And while I was upside down, I kicked him like in the chest to push off of him, and it just like separated us and dude, we stood back up. Cinematic <laughs> shit. Right yeah, there. that's tight. Yeah, so like the second round, I thought I was doing really good. And like also right off the bat in the first round, he tried to take me down a ton of times. Like I think like five times he tried to take me down, and I I blocked yes. all of them. Oh wow! Nice. And like we never went down. I shook him off or like turned him around. I actually got him on the cage a bunch of the times. And I realized now I should have kept him on the cage and probably taken him down. Oh yeah. But I felt like he wanted to be there, so I was like kind of hesitant. And then also when I had him on the cage, you feel like you're there forever, and like. If you keep someone on the cage the whole fight and like drag them down and like beat them down, my coaches are always telling me like you can do that and win. But in the moment, I had him on the cage and I'd be like here and I'd be like working for stuff, and it was probably like two seconds that I was there. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I gotta do something. I'd break off and start striking. Oh wow! So I probably should have tried that to take him down. I'm sure, like in a yeah. crazy way. And then end of the second round, what I, was really crazy for me is like we got to the end of it, and I remember like feeling burning like in my chest. Like I felt like like fire in my in my veins, Damn. and like I was we were in the middle of striking. I like felt like this burning in my chest, and I was like, "Am I tired?" I was like, "Am I getting out of breath?" And I was like, "I'm not tired." I was like, "I'm I'm breathing fine." And I was like, "All right, I guess I'll just ignore this." Mm. Um, and then we ended up against the cage, and then the bell rang, and it turns out that burning was probably the adrenaline, because oh, wow. like also I'm like my tunnel my vision was tunneling in, so <laughs> I think that was all the adrenaline burning. Yeah. Um, but like it, in, I remember in the middle of the fight questioning whether I was tired or not Whoa. and then being like no I'm not tired I'm breathing fine that's wild and yeah so on the second round the bell rang and like 
when the bell rang, because I had done so good in the second round, the bell rang, I stood up, and in my head, I was like, I'm about to win. I was like, I'm going to win this fight. Oh. And then I literally took like two steps to my corner and turned around, and all my adrenaline dumped, and my legs just buckled, oh, and they shit. gave out, and I like was holding on to my coaches. <laughs> And I don't even remember like what they were. Like you kind of told your body like we got this, and it kind of like yeah, like I was so, powered down on you. Yeah, like I was so excited because I felt like I did so good. Yeah, and yeah. when the bell rang, like I was so confident, I was like, yeah, I'm about to win. Wow. And then I walked to the corner, and all the adrenaline hit, and my body gave out, and I was like, oh no, I was like, I can't stand. And then my my coaches were trying to like tell me what I needed to do, and I don't even remember if I was like listening. I don't even remember what they said at that point, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like hanging on them, and I remember just being like, my legs are giving out. And then <laughs> they were like, it's fine, it's just the adrenaline. And then I, when I was walking back out, my legs were like buckling the whole time. Damn. And that really slowed me down the third round. Like, third round, I felt like I couldn't move forward. Oh, wow. Actually, I could have, which if you watch the video of it, when he was attacking, I was moving back just fine. Yeah. Um, and like, I was following him around the ring just fine. But in my mind, I felt like I couldn't do anything. So I like, the third round was both of us kind of like not really doing that not much. Not really doing that much, yeah. Yeah, but you probably both like maybe had the adrenaline done. But yeah, yeah. But uh, he he did a good job of like staying away from me, and when he did come forward, he wasn't really hitting me because I have like a pretty evasive style, mm-hmm. and like I slipped and blocked pretty much everything. But he was throwing like bigger combos, mm. and I would like slip everything and then roll under and like hit him with one shot. Um, so I think he probably looked a lot better on the points, like throwing bigger combos and yeah. kind of like directing where the fight was. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. What an incredible story to have already. Just yeah. Like, that's wild. Are you going to do it again, do you think, ever? Or what do you think? Yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, I would like to do, I, I might do another one later this year because okay. I would like to, to win one because yeah. I lost that one by decision. Yeah. 29, 28? Um, yeah. Or, like, I, I don't, one, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> well, it sounds like it had to have been maybe two rounds till that second one sounded like it was yours, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how they looked at it. I felt like I was winning the second round, um, so yeah. I, my coaches wanted to get the scorecard, but I don't think they did because they wanted to see how it was, how it looked. You can't never like the judges, especially. I don't know if it's. I mean, at the professional level, at UFC level, uh-huh. there's always fuckery still. Yeah. So you can't rely and, on judges to do anything, right? Really, but yeah. And I think with the way that I was fighting, sometimes it's hard to tell because yeah, I, I move backwards a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I should move forwards more, but I move backwards but that's a lot. Part of your style. Yeah. Kind of like and, Izzy does that, you know. Yeah. Because, um, like, if you watch a lot of our exchanges, I think if you just see them in, in like, fast motion, probably even the judges, you can't, you might not be able to tell. Mm. Like, he was throwing, like, f- five or six punches, and I was, like, a lot of them, I would, I did the same thing a lot of times. Like, he would throw the jab, and I would parry it. Mm. Then he would throw the right hand, and I'd roll under it and hit him in the jaw. Mm. And then he'd throw something else, like, the kick, and I'd block it, and then I'd roll under something else and hit him. Yeah. But if you look at it in fast motion, a lot of times it looks like he's just, like, hitting me a bunch. Yeah. But most of them weren't most connecting. Them yeah. yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah, it's a very subtle thing sometimes, what's happening, what's yeah. really happening there. Did you feel like it was three different fights? Because there's always like each round is a fight and uh-huh. then there's the arc of the whole fight. Did you like feel the whole arc of it or did it feel like almost three individuals or like how did that feel? I think it just felt like one, one big, big one. fight. Yeah, to me it felt like, because we have our, our pro, pro team classes, uh-huh. right, our pro class what they call it, where we, it's all like the people who are fighters or yeah. it's like pro fighters and amateur fighters who are like trying to go pro and stuff a lot. And so we have that training a bunch, and we do like five five minute rounds, mm. or not five. We do five minute rounds, but we usually do like six to eight of them. Oh shit! And we'll be like, it's and it goes. Some people go pretty hard. I go a lot lighter most of the time. Yeah. But uh, like being in the ringing, it just felt like like a pro class, like a more intense pro class. It felt like I was in pro class. Some people were going like 100. percent Wow. Uh, but it was shorter. Like in camp, my training, I was training like three to four hours in the morning, and then like an hour or two at night. 
So I come in in the morning and we do cage work in the morning, then I do jujitsu and then I do Muay Thai and then we do like my camp stuff where I would spend like another 30 minutes like hitting pads specifically with just me and my coach. And like they would do stuff where they have one person like wrapped up in pads and they'd be like pushing me around and I'd be like getting off of them and hit pads with someone else and like grapple against the wall. So that, so that was like three or four hours in the morning. Then I come back from pro class at night on Tuesdays and Fridays. So like being in the ring, like it was way easier than training. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like kind of the goal, right? You know? Yeah. Like, just the intensity. Prepared, there's always there's so many more variables. It's like being a like the stuff you'll do at height is kind of easier yeah. than what you'll do on the ground sometimes. Yeah. If you kick it, I don't know if it's like that, but yeah, it kind of way like you're never gonna. But there's also way more to think about up there. So. Yeah, it's just the intensity <laughs> and stuff was yeah. so much higher. Damn. <laughs> how would, um how does like if you could like personify and I know we're getting rained on here, yeah. right now, maybe even a little <laughs> hail now. So yeah, let's probably fine. wrap this up soon. But um. How do you, if you could personify like the qualities of like MMA training or combat sports training versus parkour training, like what are the same things? What's the same? Because mm-hmm. I've always thought of more, you know, some people like to think of parkour as sort of a martial art. Yeah. Some people think of it's more of an extreme sport or something else, maybe uh-huh. like, but how did you like feel each of these disciplines related? Like what's the same, what's different? Um, the thing that's the same for me personally, the most is like, I think the people who can get really good at parkour who aren't just like just come because some people just come out and they're just beasts immediately uh-huh. but like people who like really have to build themselves um over time the thing that gets you there and i think this is for most sports too mm-hmm. is having a process that you can trust like you have a process you follow it and like this is how i train i have a process of training that i do and i'm like if i do these things i'll get better mm-hmm. and then like when i go somewhere to train i'm not going to get better at the spot I'm going to trust the training that I did and be like, if I'm up to the level, if my training was good enough, I'll be able to do these things. And <clears throat> fighting was very much like that. Like, yeah, I went through my camps. I was training with my coaches and like they've been doing it forever. I haven't done or I haven't been at this level or coaching or anything like they have. So my camp was just like learn as much as I can with my coaches, go through this process, show up every day, work really hard. And then, like, when I'm in the fight, I'm not going to get better in the fight. I'm not going to improve. Yeah. I'm not going to learn any, yeah. anything in that moment. <laughs> so it's just, like, I had all this time. I had all this process. Now I, I got to trust the process and trust that, like, either I did enough or I didn't do enough. Yeah. And I think that's the, the same. For me, it's the same in parkour and it's the same in, uh, in MMA. It's, like, you do your training process, and then when you show up to, like, the spot or you show up to the fight, you did enough in your training or you didn't do enough in your training. Like, oh, nice. Either one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think right. the... And then what's one, different? Yeah, was, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the difference is because um, parkour for most people, especially for like people like me that just like jumping far, is like a very power based sport where you a lot of times you like try a really hard challenge and then you just kind of like chill out with your friends mm-hmm. for a long time <laughs> and, then you train, and then you do a couple hard challenges. Yeah. Like the intensity is really high. Like in mm-hmm. both sports, the intensity is very high, but in parkour. It's really high for a second, and then you just like chill. Yeah, the training for a fight was so hard. It was, and it was, <laughs> and you, it was like there, there's a lot of times in parkour that I'm like I don't feel like training today, and like I'll go train anyway because like I have pretty good discipline about it. Yeah, yeah. But I might not train as hard as usual. Preparing for the fight, it was like there were so many days because I was there almost every single day of training that I was like I do not feel like getting up today, but I couldn't. Like, if I didn't show up and I didn't fight, I was going to lose for sure. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go lose yeah. because I didn't yeah. show up. So yeah. I was like, all right, I have to go there and I have to train. 
but I wasn't like parkour where I could be like, oh, I'll just do like some of the easier jumps today. No, I'll, I'll the chill same level or further yeah. every day. That's awesome. Yeah, you go there and your coach is like, this is what you're doing today, and then you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta have the. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm nowhere near even like I've dipped my toe barely in comparison to what you've accomplished and what you're doing with combat. But yeah. I did take some classes, some Muay Thai and some Jiu Jitsu classes at the gym where I um, am local. And, yeah, and. I just immediately noticed that was like part of the culture is like there's a different tone to it. It's yeah. like definitely like um, it's a, it's a, a higher level of discipline. I yeah, think. very, very, yeah, very high level of discipline. And they take you like further in a way, you know, parkour has that edge too that yeah. we can explore and take people further in. Yeah. Know, especially with fear, I think sometimes like yeah. as scary as it is to fight, you can actually maybe make scarier yeah. challenges for yourself in parkour. But yeah, I think that's one thing that helped knows. me too is like, the mental game in parkour mm. i felt very calm like facing things and fighting yeah. just like i've done roof gaps i've yeah. done huge jumps to rails and like all these different things so like we face fear all the time mm. and like being very calm in that in that uh in those moments where you're facing those fears i think that helped me a lot in fighting because like it's scary getting punched in the face Especially like if you get ground and pounded, that's terrifying. Oh my god! I bet. Which luckily didn't happen in my fight. <laughs> but like when someone's charging at you, punching you, like if you yeah. get scared and like do this and like go in a corner, they're gonna beat you down. So mm-hmm. being able to like stay calm and compose and like wait and watch things and like parry things and slip things and like even there were even sometimes that like a couple times I got hit in the eyeball with oh. like a jab and then you can't see. So like there were a couple times I got hit in the eyeball and I was like this, <laughs> and then like I was but the ability to like stay calm and like after that happened be like all right i gotta find him <laughs> like, yeah, like, man, that's be, yeah i mean like, i gotta find because you don't know where he is like once you do this i don't know if he's gonna hit me or kick me or where he is so i had to be like all right where is he who gotta find out where his next thing's coming from Dude. it's like that kind of stuff i help i think to help transfer from parkour uh yeah it's just like it's a higher level of work ethic and discipline like you gotta work so hard is that what you're gonna take back into parkour or through parkour or <laughs> uh, anything beyond that like just like it you know like extra like uh experience of discipline what it can really be like yeah like i think because i i train really hard and i work really hard but i've never well, worked. you're known for that too. yeah like it's crazy like yeah. all the parkour people to say that you yeah know? it's like I've, I've never we all look at you like, you always go beast like you have um, <laughs> you know really you lift really heavy you yeah. can do lots of things with your body and like you're, you're clearly very disciplined about it yeah and um how did that play into your decision to, t- to fight? I'm a little curious, like that whole journey, because I think you, you know, again, you exemplify that kind of attitude. Like, uh-huh. what was it like philosophically almost about like why you wanted to approach this challenge? Uh-huh. Oop, we lost our, oh no. Hold on. <laughs> Hold up. Cut that out maybe. Maybe I won't because it's cool <laughs> to leave the ridiculous shit in. No, I think it's okay. It just needed to <laughs> be stood back up. Thank you though. We're almost, probably finished yeah but um oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah where was i at it was just uh it was philosophical philosophical oh yeah so yeah talk to tell me a little bit about your approaching this like from like just because i know you're that guy i feel like you know you, yeah i don't i don't watch like a lot of anime but i know like you have yeah. really like a good appreciation for like someone's journey and yeah. like the p- choices they make. I feel like that's yeah. my impression of you. I don't know if that's on, but <laughs> yeah. can you tell me about like making this choice and like why you made it? And um, I yeah, think that'd be interesting. Just to yeah. Hear about. So I mean, I've always like I've always been in martial arts. Like I did it when I was mm-hmm. younger and stuff. And I'd always like considered fighting and stuff. 
like I was telling you earlier, I don't really like to hurt people, so I've never like, I, I wasn't even sure. <laughs> even in the fight, you're like, oh, I'll get yeah. then I'll go hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I wasn't, that was one of my big concerns, like can I even hit someone as hard yeah, as I yeah. can, I don't know. Um, but I always, like I love combat, I always enjoyed it, and somewhere in my mind, I always thought like, if I didn't do parkour, maybe I would have pursued fighting or yeah. something. Um, but I'd always like kind of talk myself out of it. Yeah. And yeah, there's just like a part of me inside that was always like, if you know if you don't step in a cage you're gonna you're gonna die with regrets and i was like i can't do that like i have to i have to experience these things like i have to see what i'm made of i have to see like if i can do it like i have to put myself in these situations that are like calling me and experience them before i die um so that was like the main reason that i decided to do it and of course i always have my coaches telling me that i should fight all the time <laughs> so like that helped push me there too that's dope and then yeah like when the fight came up it was just like I've always been someone who works hard for everything. I'm always pushing myself hard, and so really in there you have people pushing you even harder than you want to. Because training for a fight, you're just for me. It was like you're always at the edge. You're always at the point where you're like I can't go anymore. Like ten minutes into the day, you're at the point where you're like I can't do this anymore. Oh and then you have like three more hours of it. That's nuts. So you're just like always on that edge, which <laughs> is not something that I've really experienced besides there. Damn. But like I'm always gonna always going to be the person that like shows up to the things I need to do and like puts in the work that I need to do so like whatever my coaches told me I needed to do I was there whatever they told me that I had to work on I was working on even though like two rounds in the training most of the time I was like I don't want to do this anymore they, I had more stuff to do so I'd be like I'm just gonna I can't do it but I'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> and then like every Sunday we had a cardio day where I, it was like you're basically doing sprints for like an hour straight oh my god and I hate running <laughs> I hate it. I hate cardio so much. And every single, every Sunday morning, I was like, I do not want to go to this. I hate this. And I, then I'd get up and I'd go there. And the whole time I'd be like, I hate this. I hate running. I hate doing this. And like, I wanted to quit all day, every day. And then I'd get to the end of the day and then it would be over. And I'd be like, all right, five more times. And then I never have to do this again. That's good, dude. Wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is I, I was actually in a fight camp in October because I was supposed to fight in October. Oh. Damn. But I didn't get an opponent. So then my fight was in January. So I did like eight weeks of doing that. Oh, and I was like, God. I was like, all right, just get through this eight weeks. I'll never have to do it again. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, all right, eight more weeks. Just <laughs> go sprint every Sunday for eight weeks. Jesus. I'll never have to do it again. That's <laughs> nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> so would you, I gotta, I'm going to ask, would you revisit this real quick? Do you consider parkour martial art yourself? Like, or how is your view mm -hmm. of that? And like, did it play into I think, your... I think it can be kind of considered one. I think it depends how you train. Because yeah. I, I think Mar or I think parkour can be like a very disciplined art mm -hmm. um, that carries a lot of martial arts qualities if that's how you train. I don't think necessarily everyone trains that way. But I think that it can be. And for me, it's always shared a lot of like the same types of values. So I usually think of it more like an action sport, but like I also, it's like, it's like there's like a, like a pie chart where yeah, yeah. it's like an action sport and it kind of like overlaps with martial arts yeah, in yeah. certain areas. So that's, that's kind of how I view it. I like that answer. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it certainly can have some of those values. But Sure, yeah. And I, I, sometimes I approach it that way and sometimes I don't. Yeah. You know, I would say. So that's true for me for sure. Yeah. Um, well, shit, man. Thank you for sharing your story. I don't yeah, know no if problem. there's anything else like you want to cover about it or um, anything. I mean, it's cool to see you. It just it's great <laughs> to catch up. Like, how are things with Willow Hops? Um, like, yeah. how are things in Orlando aside from that? Like, yeah, that's, well, for me, it's pretty good. Like, I'm training. And, uh, like, I still train MMA all the time. I had to train parkour less while I was doing my like pr preparation for the fight, but now I'm back to training hard. Um, 
I feel good. I'm like stronger than I've ever been right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How old are you right now? 31. Nice. Yeah, so I took my first fight at 31. Baby. <laughs> What's up? We're taking it to the next level. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I'm about to approach being more powerful than I've ever been before too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was. It's kind of weird because like during the fight, I lost so much weight. Um, so like during it was like the two weeks after the fight my jump was like negative <laughs> and, oh, yeah. my, and i like could not lift weight at all like Whoa. i was so weak um but then i think it was like the hormones and stuff from like adrenaline dumping and then yeah. not eating and cutting all that water i think that affected me a lot yeah but after about two weeks my strength shot up and now i'm actually my lifts are like more than they were when i was like 165 but i Whoa. weight 155 now Damn. so like so your power to weight ratio is off yeah, the charts. Yeah, power to weight ratio is higher than ever. My my jumps are getting, like, I think the last three weeks, every time I've gone to the parkour gym, I've, like, tried things that before I've tried and was, I like, a foot off. I saw you post, like, yeah, and you yeah. made it look like it was, you overshot whatever that yeah. jump was that you couldn't do before. Yeah, so there's been a bunch of jumps that I've, like, bounced back pretty far from the top <laughs> a bunch of times. I'm like, man, it'd be cool if I could do this one day. <laughs> and, like, week by week, I've just been, like, checking those things off, so... Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, everyone else doesn't train too much. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth's like a painter right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's got some problems with his knees, though, that he's trying to figure out. He doesn't know what it is, and yeah. the doctors don't ever know what it is. And then Jimmy is in Pittsburgh now with his girlfriend. Okay. He's He was out for a while. He didn't know, but he sprained his ACL. Um, and then apparently it seems like it healed, but I think they said he's got like a cyst in it or something. So he's trying to like take care of that. But he's, I mean, he still trains, and he's still like, the best but he's, just, he's, fucking he's not the best jimmy anymore like he's not as good as he was because just because he's not as powerful but he's still better than everybody else yeah dude, he's yeah. freakish talented yeah he's just he's lost some jump but yeah he's like still he had some jump to lose yeah he's, he's he still jumps further than me yeah even like whenever he shows up to orlando or like we meet somewhere and train he's like man my jump's like two feet smaller and i'm like you still out jump me <laughs> and i've been training and you haven't he's got the speed too dude. yeah yeah, I think he's trying to get his knee fixed so he can train more. Mm -hmm. And Lorena is opening her gym, and yeah, I think, she's, I think she's got some stunt work. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'll probably talk to her before or around that. When yeah, that, when that gym opens up. Uh, yeah, you know, so yeah. yeah, are you involved with them all? I know Max. Was I did a little bit of uh, the design for the gym. Yeah, uh, nice. I was um, helping design it, and so yeah, I was really lucky to be a part of that project. And they sponsored the whole women's um, film that Max screened last night at the uh, little. Uh huh. Premiere. I guess it was like a sneak peek, not a premiere, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was really cool. I can't wait to go down there because I did have a pretty heavy hand in designing it. So yeah. I can't wait to see what the shapes look like in real life. Um, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be cool. It looks like a massive gym. Hey, I think that's what everyone really has just kind of been living their lives, like yeah. surviving and stuff. And then I just train all the time <laughs> with Marcia. Marcia yeah. trains with me every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, now that the sun's out, they're starting to come out again, and we have jumps, and everyone else has moved, and the gym is co-ed now. Yeah. Um, let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, but sure. Thanks again, man. It was really cool to hear your story. Yeah, no problem. We'll do until next time. <laughs> until next time. Yeah, all right. Oh yes. Big thank you to Caleb for being on the show, telling us that story. Uh, I hope we can do another one with him again in the future. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the mobile podcast setup and we can do more of those. I am encouraging everyone now to jump into that description, support the podcast, subscribe, leave dozens of comments, tell all your friends, pump up their reviews with five stars and Spotify and iTunes 
buy yourself some high drop merchandise if you feel so inclined we got the blankets we got the pillows nobody's doing the domestic goods like high drop and of course we have like t-shirts and hats and everything else too so i love you and i will see you guys in the future much love <laughs>